all talk, all the time. This is TalkZone.com, Internet Talk Radio. Hey, thanks for staying with us. This is Mastering Ourselves, talking about an amazing story of a young Marine, Patrick P. Stafford, telling about the day that his life was saved. And I'm going to go back just a little uh, he's out in the middle of the Indian Ocean off of Somalia, and it's just eating him alive. And suddenly as he's out there with this huge, huge wave hurtling towards him, and he's just on the verge of drowning, that big wave right, surely, like right, that big wave will, sh- he's like three miles out from shore, that big wave will surely take him out. This is what happens. It was at this moment I heard the voice. But no, it was more than a voice. Gentle in tone, powerful and confident in inflection. It was the same time, it was at the same time a soothing whisper and a mighty clarion, both comforting and commanding. And it said, relax, let go of yourself and fall back upon the waves and lie still. I will save you. Clearly this was not this young Marine's time to die. See, yes, that's always the case. When you read these kinds of stories, and there are many, you must know that when you are supposed to die or hurt or, you know, get hurt or whatever you do, and when you're not supposed to, they stop it. So that begs the the only remaining question is, okay, then why did I get hurt? You know, the other day, I told a story of when I had this malicious person who was about to do me physical harm. And I asked for help, and help arrived. And it was uh, um, Archangel Michael, and he made the guy who was about to do me physical harm, he disappeared it in his mind. So he disappeared the maliciousness. Yes, and the guy just was was going to throw a ball at me very hard and hurt me a lot. Crystal ball. And instead he put it down and turned and walked away. So then, of course, I said I wasn't meant to be hurt. And then he sort of get the idea, well, you guys are protected. And then I went on to say, well, sure, that moment I was because that was not appropriate, an appropriate experience for me to have based on my lessons in karma. But then a year after that, somebody drove into our shop and destroyed it. And there were no angels stopping that from happening. Right. So that was something that we were meant to endure. And, of course, our first question or our first statement wasn't, why has this befallen us? Why has this happened? Our first question was, gosh, why did this happen? What do we need to learn? What do we need to do to take care of this? So with this guy that was about to throw a one-pound crystal sphere at you, and, you know, he's just full of hate. You could read his mind. Maybe also, the third factor is it was a test for you to find a quick, immediate source to stop that somehow. Like being responsible, you don't have to be a victim. Being tested and being... Yes. Yeah, yeah. So let's continue with the story. I did as I was told and let go of myself completely and ceased further exertion. Suddenly... I found myself on my back, stretched out and calmly floating upon the tossing water. Then the tide, a momentous size and girth, loomed above me, but only for a second. The next instant, I was riding its crest and being ferried toward shore. 
During this not unpleasant ride to shore, I had a sensation of floating on a cushion of air hmm. or reclining in a soft bed of flowers. Oh, boy. Overhead, all I could see was a perfect-looking noonday sun smiling back at me, <laughs> as, as well as a few scattered, friendly-looking clouds. But in my mind, all I heard and kept hearing was the voice. Yes. That spoke to me in firm, soft-sounding words and nothing more. Firm, soft-sounding. So you have the two extremes once again. I know, and I've heard these voices myself, yep, yep. and they are exactly... They imbue it. They obviously it, imbued it into yes. him and carried him. Yes. This continued until I was let go of the wave and crawled the rest of the distance to the shore, where I sprawled out for an unknown period until my strength and senses returned to me. This was over 30 years ago, and much has happened in my life since then. Some things bad and, and many things good. And though I have no physical proof of the event, no video or photos, or tape recordings or eyewitnesses, and sometimes even forget that it actually happened, as I often forget to be a prayerful person, I know that it did. Especially on lovely sunlit days and whenever I am near the ocean. I also know that it was a real and really happened because you see, I did not drown and I am still alive. These things of spirit move me tremendously, you know, mm -hmm. this is very... Spirit's here for us, folks. Someone or something spoke to me in angelic tones one day when I was drowning in the distasteful Indian Ocean. It told me that I would be saved, and I was. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? i got to tell you, spirit is everywhere. It's like standing room only. There's a lot of angels and guides everywhere. And one of the problems and obstacles of you having their insurance policy and you being in well-being and, and looked after is how far have you pursued spiritual awakening for yourself? Because a lot of times we have so many beliefs and so many headstrong things going on and so much momentum doing this and that, uh, habits and addictions and whatnot, we don't leave room for that to squeeze in very well. And so you get usually get less of an opening, less of a clarity to them. So, you know, I'm, I'm sort of like a chicken, you know, a chicken <laughs> scaredy cat kind of thing. And I don't like to be, you know, you know, I stretch my life and I really try hard, and I don't like to be hanging out at the end with no grace. I like to have good grace, good connection, good karma, good virtue, uh, good reserve, so that when I'm caught in a really uh, compromised, lousy situation, there's a good chance that it's just going to work out just fine. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. Don't forget to catch us Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, 7 p.m., Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. I got a book uh, in the mail on Christmas Eve that I devoured on Christmas Day. And um, and I want to, you know, Keith was just talking about an insurance policy. And this is what the book is called, What They Want You to Know, Messages from Beyond the Grave. And what it is is a couple of people 
who one of them is a, a renowned psychic from Atlanta and the other one that was a spiritual uh, person for many, many years, like 30 years. And uh, they uh, contacted uh, 18 different people who have died and asked them a series of questions. And having read the book, I can tell you that this is a lot accurate. You know, it amazed Charmaine and I because we find most books, especially with this picky of detail, are, you know, start going way off. And we were delighted that, you know, we have a high percentage of agreement with the far out topics and innuendos that this book covers. So here's an example. Here, here are the people that were brought through. Albert Einstein, Nicole Simpson, Ronald Reagan, Leonardo da Vinci, Johnny Cash, Princess Diana, John Kennedy Jr., Princess Grace, Benjamin Franklin, Christopher and Dana Reeve, Jackie Kennedy, William Shakespeare, Audrey Hepburn, Howard Hughes, Natalie Wood, Irvin, Steve Irvin, Abraham Lincoln, and John Scudder. Uh, again, it, uh, what they want you to know by, uh, by Carter Shepard and Carolyn Cummings. You know, we're going to get into this over time in the future, but I only wanted to say an overview idea of, of what was said in here. Overwhelmingly, that was quite a list of souls, right? That's right. Overwhelmingly, these souls... And these were from all different walks, all, all different, different parties, walks. all different persuasions. Overwhelmingly, they support and back President Bush. That's right. Overwhelmingly, they say things like Bush, Bush sees the bigger picture that not many people see, and we are headed into a huge, huge problem. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because Keith said your insurance policy. Well, here's your insurance policy. Know thyself, get in touch with yourself, clean up what you're putting in your body so that you can hear and uh, know guidance, and then your guides will see to it that you are protected in these times because I tell you, there are times coming ahead. Dana Reeve made the comment in here about um, what, what did she think of President Bush, and she said, well, you know, before I died, I had a different view, but now that um, I'm up here... She has a great overview up there. She can actually see what's going on. Yes, but let me just read this. What's your view? This is Dana Reeve. What's your view of George Bush the president? I have a very different view of George Bush now. Now I can see everything. I see the truth between a lot of lies regarding George Bush. He is a very tough, strong man. The things that are spoken about him are not fair. His heart is in his work. Do you believe the Democrats would have done a better job fighting the war on terror? George Bush was chosen to lead the country at the time. So the answer to your question is, is that it wouldn't have happened. And no, they would have not done a better job. What would you do if you were in charge? Would you do anything different from what he's doing? I would be tougher. Dark is dark and light is light and you can't make dark light. That's it. Dark is dark, light is light. You can't make dark light. And, you know... We're getting to be very tolerant and permissive and everything's okay. You know, they just see things a little different. You know, it's okay if they took out, you know, thousands of people. You know, just, you know, it's, don't get too picky about things. Uh, be politically correct. Roll with the punches kind of thing. So I want to say with um, 
George Bush, hundreds of times I've tuned into him because you hear all the n news media talking and trashing him. And, you know, Charmaine will verify this. I say this man is really, really good in his heart, and he's stubborn. And the, he's stubborn in you a know, good way. Overwhelmingly, the uh, people said that. He is a good and honorable man, and he's getting a raw deal down here, and he's doing well. I would like to read something else today. This is written by Baba G. Not back in 1952 and 1953. This is the perfect thing to read as we're heading into the new year and you really consider what should your priorities be in the new year. Spiritual wisdom. The most consummately beautiful thing in the universe is the rightly fashioned life of a good person. That kind of life is not an accident. It is a highly creative work of art. A person's life must first and foremost be a beautiful creation. Life's greatest achievement is the continual remaking of oneself, so that, at last, one may know how to live everlasting life. When we encounter this rare individual, we cannot help noticing his moral beauty. It is an exceptional and striking phenomenon. One never forgets it. This form of beauty is far more impressive than the beauty of nature. It goes, it gives to those who possess its divine gifts a strange, inexplicable, and incomprehensible power. It increases the strength of the intellect much more than science, art, and religious rites. Moral beauty is the basis of civilization. Let me say... You know, you're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. Don't forget to catch us Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturdays, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Baba G, by the way, you know, way back then, and, and the people that have come through him, uh, the teachers for mankind, I trust them as much as anybody. And uh, moral beauty is the basis for civilization. To me, that's like natural virtue, where you've gotten at one with virtue or right action, and that's not uptightness. That's just natural, like a like a rose bush is so virtuous and natural that it blooms out just an utterly beautiful rose. That's by its virtue. If you live a moral life, like he says, moral beauty is the basis of civilization, you will blossom out to find yourself. You pursue what is your moral beauty, what is the moral path for you. You will blossom out to find your place in life. The more people do that, the better society will be. Automatic. You know, another interesting quote. You know, we talk about how all there really is about in, this, in any life is about the lessons that you're here to learn. And uh, Howard Hughes, in the same book, uh, What They Want You to Know by Carter Shepard, uh, Howard Hughes says, What was your view of God at the time? At the time, I never thought of God. I thought I was invincible. Tell us your views of God now that you are on the other side. I understand that I was arrogant, an arrogant, egotistical man. Now I understand that everything on, bo on earth is born of a higher power. Are you aware of other lives that you have lived? Yes, but I would rather not go into them. Do you expect to spend another life incarnate? Regretfully, I do. Do you know what the circumstances of the life are going to be? Listen up, folks. Listen up to this answer. 
I am certain that all of my indiscretions will have to be revisited. And I add to that, it will be inside out. His indiscretions he did to others, he will have them put on him. That's how life balances out. You learn the lesson, you move on. He says, when we interviewed William Shakespeare, he said we were losing the war with terrorists. Do you believe it is, uh, do you believe it is a third world war? I do not believe it. I know it. I tell you folks, we're in trouble, more trouble than most people really realize. It was amazing reading this book. They say that uh, 24-7, actual 24-7, there's thousands and thousands working on destroying the world. Yeah. You know, they think yeah. that's godly. And, 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 our, darkness, and our message is, is that your insurance policy is a spiritual path. Right. Solid, a solid spiritual lifestyle. That is how you can walk yourself out of this Truly. with the least amount of uh, problems. Truly it is. You want grace? There it is. There it is. Okay, we'll be right back. Hang on. <laughs> 